Hey guys, I got a little bonus for you today. Uh, Tracy and I had the opportunity to meet NFL linebacker Avery Williamson a few days ago and such a positive young man. And I had a chance to talk to him for a little bit and invited him on the show. So we talk a little bit of paranormal. He tells us some stories. I tell him some stories. Man, but uh, you talking about somebody who knows how to overcome obstacles. I thought it would be very cool for you guys to be able to hear about how he's battled depression in the past and uh, just how he just had to battle through it and, and some of the things he did that I thought would be beneficial. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Hey guys, I'm excited to bring you a bonus episode. This will be a standalone, so it won't be part of the regular episode, but I had an opportunity to do something pretty damn cool and I jumped on it and I know you guys are going to appreciate it. So on the line with me, I have former star linebacker from the University of Kentucky and star linebacker in the NFL for various teams. But primarily, I, I'll always know you as a Tennessee Titan, even though uh, you, you went to uh, Pittsburgh and the Jets for a while. But uh, I have to say, Avery, first of all, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And second of all, I'm a big Indianapolis Colts fan, so I hate every team that you played for, basically. <laughs> but, but I always rooted for you. Yep, all AFC teams I went to. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you a couple quick questions. I want to uh, first go with you were drafted in uh, 2014 by the Titans. Yes, sir. I, if I remember correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think you were the 151st overall pick. Mm hmm. Yep. So, Pretty impressive. Tell me what you loved about playing college football and tell me what your first year in the NFL was like with the transition. What I loved about college football, um, well, I'm trying to think, man, because it was – look, when I was in Kentucky, we didn't have a lot of success. So. <laughs> no, they were a couple of two and two and ten seasons, I think, your junior and senior year. It was – it was fun. I mean, just the college and life in general, it, it was fun. I mean, I was first time being away from home. You know, I felt like I was grown and kind of doing my thing. I thought I had life figured out. But, um, I mean, overall, I had a fun time in college. And, you know, it, it was pressure. You know, you had to always keep your grades up. You know, I make sure I played well. But, I mean, overall, it, it just was kids being kids. You know, and it was, it was a good time. So, I – I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I wish we won more games, but, but I mean, other than that, hey, that that was my my um that was my mark on Kentucky. But, um, it was fun playing it, you know, in the college college level, and then um professionals, it was I mean, it's a whole other level. You know, you come from eating eating noodles and and uh stuff out the cafeteria to going and you know you eating steak, you know, every weekend, you know, when you travel. So it's like, hey, you got money in your pocket, uh, you you got a full off season. I never had a full, like just time on my hands. Like we didn't make the playoffs my rookie year. So, you know, January, like you started a whole off season of three and a half months. So it kind of hit me. I was like, dang, what do I do with my time? I remember like the, my first, <laughs> my first uh, off season, I sat in my house for like two days, two, probably two, three days. I just sat and watched reality TV. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, all right, let me get up. <laughs> do something um but I just started traveling going different places you know I was having fun but um it was you know it, it was an experience man looking back you know just just um being in a whole different space 
um, you know, it, it was it, it's a journey. It's a journey, you know, to be 22 years old and you got a few hundred thousand dollars in your pocket. And I mean, just thank God I had the control to not spend my money, uh, you know, like crazy. Um, you know, I had a good support system at home. And I mean, I'm really glad that I, I was I was in Tennessee and I didn't go to like a you know far away, far away place. I think that kind of helped me ground it, be grounded because, you know, at every home game my parents or somebody was up, you know, with me at the game. So I thought it was really good. And I I'm glad that, you know, you know, God put me in, you know, right down the street from my parents' house two hours. So um, but it was it was experience, man. I mean, we didn't we didn't start out with the success that I wanted. You know, at the Titans the first few years, but you know, my last few years we started to build it, and my last year we went to the playoffs, and you know it was fun. You know, I lived out you know dreams like I watched the playoffs, you know, growing up as a kid, and you know I'm sitting here playing. What time we played the um, I'm trying to think who we played first? Oh yeah, the, the Chiefs. We played the Chiefs first game, and you know it is something. It's something spectacular. I look back on it memories I won't I will never forget you know getting to play Tom Brady in the playoffs you know second round that's that's the moment that's a moment um but but overall it was a hell of an experience hell of an experience to say the least so you you you're currently not on a roster but you're not retired yeah. yet I'm retired uh, you're, you're 30 years old and 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 still looking for an opportunity and you know the way NFL is you could always get an opportunity any week if somebody Never. goes down and they need a linebacker, there you go. I get a call tomorrow when I'm at the game. <laughs> yeah, could very well be. Yeah. So here's something I want to ask you about because I, I I haven't ever gotten to talk to an NFL player one-on-one. -on -one. Well, I talked to one, but it was a punter, so he doesn't count. I'm just kidding. But Specialist. tell me about draft night. What was draft night? Where where did you watch the draft at? Was you was you there? Was you watching it at home with the family? And what was it like to hear your name? Because you were in the fifth round, so that's second day, right? Third third day. Third day. So um, I was in I was back home in Milan, Tennessee, and um, had all my family. Everybody came in town. Um, we so we had a cookout. That's that um we cooked out pretty much the whole weekend. We just everybody was just chilling. Uh, I thought I was gonna go on the second day and I was upset. I thought I was definitely, I thought I could go second round, um, second or third round. I thought I was going to go, but I uh, didn't get my name called. So that third day, you know, I'm waking up like, all right, this is the day. And uh, we, we had rented out a building, you know, in town and crazy enough, the TV wasn't working. So <laughs> TV wasn't working. We already rented out the building. So, I mean, we weren't going to move. So I just was keeping up with everything on my phone. And I, a funny moment that happened at the, at, at my uh, at the party. So I was just sitting there, just you know, chilling out with my family. I was right beside my dad, and I get a phone call. It's a number that I don't, I don't know, and I, I I missed it. And I, I'm looking at my dad. I said, "Hey, dad." I said, "Hey, I, mi I missed the call." He said, well, "Shit, you better call it back." And uh, <laughs> call it back. Uh, Hello. Hey, cuz, how you doing? I just you know. Checking in with you, I'm like, hey, Nicole, you know, I'm like, damn, I thought this was the team calling. <laughs> I, I was so, uh, I was so upset. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, well, I'm get off the phone, you know, and uh, I was like, dang, I thought, you know, I'm thinking I'm getting drafted. It was my cousin, Nicole, but uh, ended up getting drafted in the fifth round. Titans called me up and I, I definitely was not expecting to get drafted by the Titans. 
I mean, it's two hours down the road. And um and got the call and uh lady answered answered, I was like, Hello, and um she's like, Yeah, this is Tennessee Titans and uh it's Avery Williamson. I was like, Yep, this is him. And said, Yeah, well, we uh selected you. And because I of course I did not see my name on the TV. Right. Because the TV wasn't working. So um, but getting that call was crazy and everybody was like, Shh, like, you know, be quiet. I was like, Titans. And uh, you know, it was one of the moments that you know, I'll never forget. It was it was just just joy, like, you know, I, I got drafted. I knew it was going to happen, but it's like one of those things that it's like, will it happen? Or, you know, it, it just – it's kind of like one of those surreal moments. And, you know, everybody was, you know, excited. Um, it was – it was – it was it was really fun, you know, looking back and just seeing those moments is priceless. And I'm glad I got to experience that with my family. And the next day I drove to Nashville and, and got started. So when you get drafted in the in the the you know fourth fifth round, nothing's guaranteed. You don't have guaranteed money. You got to go in there and earn your spot. What was your attitude like going in there? I mean, how much did you know about who they already had on the roster? Uh, did you know anything? Did you do any kind of research, or did you just go in there blind and say, "I'm, I'm just going to go in and give it everything I got"? Yeah, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Uh, only person I really knew was uh, Wesley Wesley Williard. He was on the he was on the team. He he actually called me up as soon as I got drafted. He was. Uh, you know, telling me, hey, get ready, let's get ready to go to work. And that's my brother, like, to this day. Um, and because uh, I had taken a visit to the Titans, and I had really didn't know him, but I got to meet him and stuff. And so it was really good and, you know, crazy that I ended up getting drafted by them. But um, I'm trying to think of the question you asked me now. I I, I went blank. You, um, no, I was just asking. To, and and Wesley the, Woodyard, of course, was was uh, oh, yeah. former Kentucky, and also played many great years for Denver and played for Tennessee. Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know anybody on the team. I didn't know anybody on the team. So I was going there as like blank slate, just just uh trying to like learn the ropes, trying to earn a spot. Um. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing's guaranteed. They actually, I mean, I, I did have like a little bit of guaranteed money. They give you like a little bit of guaranteed money, but it's not much. But right. uh, but yeah, yeah, you you fit uh fourth fourth round and on, you know, it's kind of just like rolling the dice. You know, you might get cut, you just never can tell. So thankfully, you know, I made the team. They saw something that they liked, and you know, first first week, uh, I guess we can roll into this. Yeah, I was. Uh, week one, we're going into practice. We're playing the Chiefs, and you know, I was I was late to a meeting my first first day, and I don't know how I got the times confused, but I ended up late. I was late to an early meeting. We had a linebacker meeting. I was early, and I'm walking in just cool, calm, collective. And my linebacker coach, he's like, "What the f are you doing? You you supposed to be here?" I was like, "Coach, I didn't know." He's like, "Yeah, hey, you're supposed to be here early." And you know, like first day of my career, <laughs> like so uh that wasn't the best week for me, you know. Uh and funny because this one of the starters ended up getting hurt that week first it was like the fourth play of the game. He ends up tearing his peck and coach didn't put me in the game because I wasn't ready. And now the week of practice and you know, I, it kinda hit me. I was like, Well well damn, I might have missed my opportunity. They put another guy in. The second string guy, they put him in it, and he did okay. Uh, we ended up winning the game, but that kind of resonated in me. I was like, I was like, man, I wonder if I just missed my opportunity, you know, to 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 get on the field and play. And from that moment, I was like, hey, let's let's uh, you know be professional, get a schedule down, um, kind of 
figure out what I need to do to uh, have a productive week of practice and then get on the field. And I started doing that. Uh, the next week, I um, next week I started doing some. Well, I was playing special teams already, but they, you know, we played the Cowboys the next week, got smacked. And then the next week, I think we played the Bengals, and they start. Coach told me during the national anthem, he he told me he said, "Hey, Avery, I'm getting you some snaps today." I was like, "What?" And I didn't even know I was going. I didn't know I was going to play. And he told me that before the game. I was like, all right, let's go, Avery. And uh, I had a couple of friends at the game and stuff. And they ended up having a great game. Had like a TFL, had like seven or eight tackles. And then the next week, you know, they rotated me in more. And then week five, I was starting against the Browns and just never looked back. But I uh, just took advantage of the opportunity and, you know, just had to make sure I was being a professional. Well, thus far, you've had a very productive career. You've had over 600 tackles, over 15 sacks, five, uh, I think, five forced fumbles, three recovered fumbles, and I believe four interceptions. So not bad for roughly six years. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad, man. So, I mean, it, you know, that was, yeah, six years of playing because I was hurt one year, and then my last year I, I was kind of just bouncing around and didn't play much. So, hey, I did pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about your time with the Jets because you you suffered a knee injury, yeah. and uh, tell me a little bit about how you had to deal with with the injury and something because I, I I think you you've done pretty well injury wise up to that point, and then that hits and uh, you know that's basically a season ending ending injury. Tell me a little bit about your your whole thought process during that. Yeah, man, I was I was uh, I was in a whole different space when that happened. I. You know, it was, we went through a coaching change. I, I came off an amazing season. Really, it was my best season in my career. And I'm, I'm gearing up for another another good one. Um, coaching staff was kind of funny on me. And, you know, it happened in a preseason game. Really, I wasn't even supposed to be playing. They put me back in there. And it happened, you know, it just happened, like, out of nowhere. Got dove and, and jumped into my knee, my own teammate. And, you know, it, it was it was it was a crazy moment because, you know, I just didn't expect that. Um, never been hurt before uh, of that anything that's serious. And that that uh, put me in a, uh, a space. It was, I was just like, it's like I was lost, you know, because, you know, you're going from, you know, being the man, then you're on the sideline and you kind of you really get forgotten about when you're going through rehab um, because the team has to worry about. Everything else is going on. So I was alone, especially I was up in Jersey. So I didn't have any family. So it, it was tough. Uh, but I just, you know, I was like, well, let me dig myself out of this hole. Cause I, I remember I was, I was, um, I was sitting on the couch the, the week it happened. The week it happened on like a, I don't know, a Thursday. And then that next week, I'm watching the preseason. I'm, and I actually know when it happened, like the next day or so, I was sitting in the dark. Sitting in the dark, man, just zoned out, wasn't eating. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm Randall Cobb, he, you know, he we, he um he had uh, reached out to me, you know, told me this, you know, sorry about everything, you know. Um, we were he was texting me, he's like, hey, I know you in the, I know you in the dark right now, and I was it's like he was, it felt like he was in the room, <laughs> and uh, he he was like, like you know, can't tell me like turn the lights on, get up, just get yourself going, and um. 
you know, it, it helped me out. And I just, I just kind of get out of a space, you know, I try to get out of a space that I wasn't used to. And, you know, I, I was like, I was really down and uh, I, I got myself up, had ended up having my surgery like two weeks later, two weeks later. And, um, you know, I'm rehabbing, starting to rehab. And I was like, dang, what can I do to, you know, to, you know, kind of still be involved. You know, I had, I had things going. I, I was, you know, I really had an amazing year that year, that summer. And I came back, got my degree. I um, was starting a new show. It was called Adventures with Avery. It was me going around doing different, different things around New York City. Um, I had amazing off season. I was in, like, I was in really good shape. You know, I'm gearing up for a good season. Had hey, a great. Me, let me stop. Let me stop you there because I want to touch on something that I think yeah. is important. And 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 I love to see this. Um, you left college in 2014 to go to the draft. Mm-hmm. You've had a successful NFL career. You've you've made some money. You've had some decent contracts after your initial, but mm-hmm. yet you still in the midst. In the midst of, of your greatest NFL playing time, you come back to the University of Kentucky and finish your degree. And that's yep. very commendable. And I would think, it, coming from my place, if I was in that same situation, I would have a hard time going back and taking classes. I just it would. Was hum- I mean, yeah, it was humbling because I'm sitting in the classroom with, with all these young kids, and, and you know, I got to – I got to – like take tests and stuff. I'm like, I'm making more money, to, you know, the teacher. Like, I had to listen to her, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was good though. It, I mean, I was, my my parents were on me about going back, and and a couple people on the staff, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go back and get it. You know, I feel like I, I hit my, my landmark of getting my second deal, and I was like, you know what, I need to, I need to go back, go in and get it, and and, and nip it in the bud. And I'm glad I did. Very glad I did. Well, I totally uh-huh. respect that, and I and I wanted people to hear that because I that's important for people to know that you know it's never too late to come back and do something, and also yeah. not to look a gift horse in the mouth. You had that opportunity, even though you may not have needed that right now in life. You were looking ahead, and I think that's important. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, I was if I didn't get pushed to do it, I may not have done it. So people held me accountable. So I. I I'll probably be back now trying to get my degree. So I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I did it when I did. Um, but okay, yeah. Okay. I, so, so you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So <laughs> you were in the middle of talking about you, you had just started doing uh, uh, like a little series or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was doing my adventures with Avery. I was, I was on, I was on top of the world and um, uh, then the, the injury happened and, you know, that, that just took the win out myself. So I was like, what can I do to still, know have fun and stuff and and uh i came up with the idea of of taking i was like let me take a picture of my helmet in bed and it just everybody's like yo this is that was the funniest thing i didn't think it was gonna be that you know <laughs> but but um it just kind of steamrolled the idea and i was like man why don't i just do something every week and um it kind of it turned into a, a thing where like the new yorkers were like the jets fans are like looking to see what the hell i was gonna do you know, each week I took a picture back home in my high school classroom with some like some kids I knew. Um, I did a subway. I was on the subway one one time. I was in the grocery store. Uh, you know, I just doing different stuff. 
And one time I was on the toilet. <laughs> so, you know, it, just, <laughs> it was just random stuff, but, like, it was so funny. And I just kind of turned um, turned something bad into something good. And, I mean, I'm sure that the the uh, the people in the uh, front office, they probably were like, this dude's making all this money. And, you know, he's going around having a good time. I mean, it's like, well, you know what? Y'all the reason I got hurt. It is what it is. I'm I'm have fun. But um, you know, well, let's it, be it was, honest. That that was probably more entertaining than the Jets were that year. So yeah, it was. We yeah, they suck. <laughs> I was I was glad I wasn't out there. It was whew, it was bad. And then the next year I got halfway. I was thank I was like, thank you, Jesus. But uh, but yeah, it hey, depression is real. Like, I went through that with with um I went through that heavy because I mean just the pain of going through therapy. Uh, my knee was stiff. You know, the team was upset because they wanted to go back in. They were upset because I didn't use a team doctor. You know, so it was like kind of like a whole lot of factors and things that went along with it. And I can just tell that they really weren't on my side at one point. So that's how I ended up getting traded the next year. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I pushed through it. But yeah, it, was, it ended up good in the end. So tell me the story. Like you said, you were doing all this this uh, cool stuff and posting these videos, and people loved it. But you you said you just glossed over this. You said one time I was on the subway, but there's yeah. way more to that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So t- tell the story you told this morning about literally about putting the the pads on out on the street and all that. Yeah, man. I, I had just I had just left an event, and we had already planned it. That what I was going to do, and uh, so it was me and my marketing agent. I don't know if somebody else or not. I can't remember, but uh, we had the car service, so we just pulled up, just pulled up to uh one one uh, subway station in Manhattan, and um I was like putting my pads on in the car, I'm like oh man, I can't be about to do this. You know, I just wondering how people gonna react, and we we uh start walking down, and we start walking down the uh the stairs. It's a big train station. This this is a real big train station, so I'm like oh shit, so uh. I'm embarrassed, but people like literally weren't even paying attention. Like it was only <laughs> one, I saw one person look at me. They looked at me and they looked at their phones to see if like I think they were googling me, googling like seeing if number fifty four uh, that was actual player. And then this, another guy was like, "Yo, you play for the Jets?" I was like, "Nah, nah, I don't play for the Jets." <laughs> and and uh, then we got on the subway and we rolled a went a couple blocks and uh, nobody really even even paid much attention at all and, and the the only woman that really paid me attention was the woman that looked at me sideways when i asked her how her day was and she looked at me like i was crazy and she wanted to scratch my face i was like okay excuse me but uh sorry for trying to check on you see how your day was going but uh but yeah it was it was funny when i posted that picture people were like you were on a damn subway i was like yeah <laughs> i was really on the subway but um, do you have helmet on helmet on as well? I am, but yeah, I had everything except for <laughs> like man, it was it was so funny. And not and I, I know that uh I know the organization's like this dude's a damn idiot, you know. He's making he's making eight million dollars and, and they probably they were pissed because I was I was hurt, but it was their fault. And but I was having fun with it. I wasn't I was like, oh well, like I'm still gonna have fun. Like <laughs> it is what it is. So 
that brings me to the, the next thing. And this is this is the main reason I wanted to have you on. We had a conversation earlier today, and I told you, you are a super positive person. And, and I got to see you today just be you. And it was you were on a on a radio show that, that we were attended a, a live event that they had in person. And you were so funny. Just the stories you told, just the natural you. And I was like, I can tell, even though I don't know you, I could tell what type of person you were by that 15 minutes that I saw you. Yeah. And I was like, I want to bring this guy on the show because I think people will really enjoy some of these stories he's got to tell because <laughs> you come across, you got one of these smiles that, I mean, it's just like a, it's just literally like a cliche brightens a room. And <laughs> I couldn't, you smiled and I would smile, even if there wasn't anything to smile about just because you were smiling. It's just, it's contagious. Right. And uh, I was excited to bring you on. Now, here's one of the reasons besides that I want to bring you on. You started doing something much like you were doing in uh, New York. During yeah. your injury, you're having fun again, and you're putting it on yeah. video. And yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about this venture and how people can uh, check out the, the the two videos that are up so far, but many more yeah. to follow. Yeah, um, man, if you really want to go deep into it, man, it's like um, tough times, you know, is doing something your whole life, and then, then it gets cut off. Like, uh, you know, football has been my everything. So last year I struggled with, you know, I wasn't – I didn't – didn't get on the team until October. Uh, a lot of uncertainty. Um, my girlfriend, she got pregnant. You know, uh, first time living. Like, we moved in, and she gets pregnant in April. Uh, so, I'm trying to deal with a pregnant girlfriend, and I don't have a job. Um, it, it just was like everything was, like, just kind of weird. It was super weird, and I finally got – I got picked up. I got picked up on practice squad. You know the Broncos. Um, I was there for a week, and then I ended up going signing with the Titans. The Titans signed me. I'm like, hey, I'm going back to the Titans. I'm getting my opportunity. I'm probably retire here and you know finish out my career. I was there three weeks, barely even played. Didn't play any defense. They cut me after three weeks. I go back to practice squad on the Broncos. I'm just pissed off, mad, and you know I'm just questioning everything. What's going on? Is my career over with? Uh, and I was there for like six more weeks, and I was so upset. I just ended up ended up walking off the field on the on the during it was a uh, we were warming up for practice. I just walked off the field. I was like, I called the GM. I was like, Hey, come to the to the locker room. We gotta talk. You know, I'm I'm done with this shit. <laughs> like, it's not me. And I told him I was like, I'm. You know, I was upset. I'm now I'm not a practice squad player. I'd rather just go home. Is like my my girlfriend, she's about to give birth. I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to miss that for this. And um, it just kind of fast forward to, to uh, you know, I have my son, he's here, and uh, we get to March free agency. I'm still not on the team. Uh, April, not on the team. May, you know, we're going all the way up to now. You know, it's like, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out life. I've never been. I guess you could say a normal, normal citizen. You know, they put us in a different category, athletes. So I've never been a nine to fiver. Don't know what the hell to do. I'm trying to figure out what can I do. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, I, I have money, but you feel desperate to do something yeah. and trying different things. Stuff failing. I'm losing, losing money trying to gamble on different things, and 
he's doing stupid stuff. And um, it's just kind of, I just kind of figured something out. Me and my marketing agent were talking it, and uh, we were like, man, what can I do? I'm like, I want to get involved. I want to do something where I can travel. And we kind of like started talking about doing the adventures with Avery, picking that back up. And then we circled to doing a show with like me going around the games. I was like, I was like, dang, I was like, what if I, yeah, I was like, what if I do that? You know, we kind of started kind of snowball effect. We kind of started thinking more ideas. And it was, that was in July. That was in July, probably early August. And that's when I was like, yo, let's, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. This is a real thing. Let's, let's go around and I want to go around and just try food, you know, drinks, you know, with people, just kind of see what it's like to tailgate. And I ended up finding the, the good camera crew that I wanted. Um, and we was like, I was like, yo, let's, let's just try it. I was like, I, I want to see how it's going to go. So we did the Dolphins preseason game, just went out on a limb, like literally hopped out the car and, uh, I, I started chugging a beer with the, these Raiders fans, you know, and it just <laughs> unnatural. I just go around just talking to people. And after that, I was like, yo, this is fun. Like, this is real fun. And the next week we went to uh, the, the Miami Hurricanes over. And then we went to UK, uh, Florida game. Then we went to um, Auburn, Penn State. Uh, we did Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Uh, we did Tennessee State. University versus Bethune Cookman in Nashville, and then now we're here, uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State. So, uh, just I was like, man, I think that I think that you know, sitting around, it blossomed this idea, and I'm like, dude, it's it's got to be this is it. And I was like, this is it. And I was like, well, I missed the wave to get hired for a network, so I didn't. I'm not gonna get hired for a network this year. So, how about I just create my own show? And I was like, I don't want to sit around. So I was like, let's just let's just take off with it and see what happens. So uh, I, I think it's I was like, man, this, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't I don't I want to just be natural interviewing people. And I was like, why not create my own thing? And I, I honestly, man, I've been happy with it. It's a joy to like get out and just be able to be amongst people. Uh, it, it sucks not being a, being able to play ball, but I feel like I mean, it's something that can still give me joy. Like I, I look I'm look forward to like hey, Saturday. What am I doing? I'm going to this game. I'm going to that game. I'm about to meet these fans. It's just like it's always just meeting people, talking to people, and I've, I've, I've really, uh, I've really gotten to that point now where I'm, I'm, I'm getting better mentally, you know, because man, sitting around is, is tough, and and the idle mind is not good, and uh, I, I definitely dealt with some things with just like depression, you know, and. And they say guys go through it when they're done, but you don't think that you'll go through it. But like you go through it, and people don't understand. You know, like I don't understand how how you went through your situation. I would look at you like you're crazy, and people look at me like you got millions of dollars in the bank. You know why are you ha- why are you not happy? You know, enjoy life. But when the person's not doing something they love, and they don't know how to deal with emotions, it can be tough. It can be really tough, and um, something you don't understand until you really go through it. So. I definitely say like tailgate 54, like it's really like brought me out of a dark space. And I I'm, I feel like it's just God putting an idea in my head and, and, you know, football, he, I feel like football was um, kind of cut off for me because 
he's wanting to do something greater for me. So I'm like, hey, we're gonna see where this show's gonna take me. So hey, I have I have a blast going around meeting meeting different people, you know, trying food, you know, having beers, you know what I'm saying? Just it's fun, it's natural. And like I, I think it's I think it's a new career that that is just getting started for me. Well, guys, I can tell you for a fact that the videos are fun. The ones I've seen are fun. I think you'll enjoy it. But if he's going to make a run at this to make money off YouTube, and we've discussed this openly on the air with, with our uh, YouTube channel, got to have at least a thousand subscribers to even start. And then you got to have so many hours. It's technical, but yeah, go to YouTube. Even if you got to pause the podcast right now and just go to YouTube and you want to subscribe to this podcast, it's tailgate 54. Go Sorry. subscribe. Start watching videos because you because you don't can't just describe and make it work. You got to subscribe and watch the videos so they can get that time in on it. Uh, I promise you, you'll be entertained. I, I appreciate that for real. Like that's that's cool. I'm, um, I man, I, I was so excited with with Matt when he shouted me out. I'm like, dude, I'm getting subscribers. Like it's cool, and I and I I'm just I'm thankful, man. I'm just I feel like God puts people in people's lives, you know, just to for reasons reasons, you know. That we don't know at the moment, but you know we, we'll figure it out later. Sometimes, but now nah, I'm I'm just glad I could be on the show, you know. And maybe my message might help somebody else because uh, it, it was I already knew what I was gonna talk about when when you gave me your your card. I was like, oh, depression, you know what I'm saying? This and that. Like I was like, yeah, I can I can give a couple messages. So uh, I'm definitely I hope my message will help somebody out because no matter who you are, how much money you got, fame fortune everybody is a person and everybody has emotions and they go through it and um whether you pray to god or you know talking to somebody just just um make sure you make sure you just just uh just try to be positive and try to bring positivity to your life and you'll get through it and, and making yourself get up and get out of a dark place has more yeah. than one meaning yes it does it definitely does I got two quick questions before we end this thing. First of all, how did you end up with number 54 in the pros? Because you were number 40 in college, if I remember correctly. Um, Well, I wanted 59 because Danny was 59 and uh, Danny Trevathan. And uh, so I got to the Titans and Wesley, he had 59. So I was like, well, shoot, let me see what's available. And ended up just getting 54. I was like, well. It's my number. <laughs> Just stick with it. <laughs> nice. Now, obviously, this is a paranormal show. Have you ever had a paranormal encounter or something you think might have been a paranormal encounter? Uh, I have not, man. I, um, I mean, you know, you have the moments where you think you see something out of the corner of your eye or something like that, but I do believe in that stuff. I believe in it. Um, I'll tell you a story, though. I'm getting chilled. Right. I think um, – so it, it was one of my my older cousins. Uh, she's dead now, but um, she was telling she was telling me about me and my dad were over her house, and she was she was uh, telling us about when you know her, her dad um, when he had passed and stuff. So um, he had uh, he had died, and she said she came home from school one day, and uh, he always loved to shoot marbles. He always was shooting marbles and stuff, and. Um, he had passed away. She came home from school and she walked in the house 
and she said that she uh, heard marbles rolling around in the back room, in her parents' room. And she stood there and she heard marbles moving. And she said, Dad, it's okay. It's, it's Claudette. It's me. And she said the marbles, she didn't hear anything. And she said she took the hell off running out the house. <laughs> and she stayed there outside until her mom came home from work. And she said, what are you doing outside this late? She said, oh, no, just getting some air. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. man, I tell you, I got chill bumps. She, she, she said she heard the marbles rolling. And she said, Dad, it's me. It's called that. She said it was silence. And she said that was her cue to go. But, see, I heard it right from her mouth. So I never had a paranormal experience, but that was, yeah, I'll never forget that story. Like, I, I, and, she, and she lived in that house, that her parents. That was the same house. She still lived in that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me a story. You had an experience. Oh, dude, I got more experiences. Hell, I, I tell stories for six years on here. I'll tell you a recent one, though. I'll tell you a recent one. And this is one that most people listening to this haven't heard yet because it literally has been in the past week. Um, I'll give you the condensed version. I've had history of having people pass away and having electronic devices go kind of crazy right before. So we'll go back 10 years ago. My wife and I were getting ready to go to Nashville, surprisingly enough. It was a Friday night. We went to bed around 9 o'clock. Now, we got woke up around 1 in the morning by a surround sound system in the very next room. Just came on. It was blaring with the DVD that was already in it. Just came on. It wouldn't turn off. I unplugged it. It never turned back on again. Find out two days later on Sunday, we're at the Opryland Hotel. And I get a call to say that one of my very best friends, it was his brother, he had passed away Friday night in a car accident during a bad storm at about 1 o'clock in the morning. Fast forward another year or so. Television in our bedroom, same house. Turned on by itself while we're sleeping. Wakes us up. Both Mm. of us, my wife and I. Turn it off. Comes on again. Turn it off again. Comes on again. Now, this wasn't rapid fire this was like 10 15 20 minutes in between comes on again eventually i get up and unplug the television again i unplug the device to get it to quit coming on next morning i get a call from a former boss and says hey a colleague of mine a former colleague that i I loved knew very well he had passed away during the night so now there's Uh two different instances and i wrote about that in my book now we're going to fast forward 10 years later, new house. I had just hooked up. I bought a new surround sign for my living room and I took my old one and put, just put it in the garage. It's not hooked up. It's been there for two months. I was trying to give it to people and nobody I wanted to give it to wanted it for various reasons. And uh, so I just hooked it up Thursday, this past Thursday. So we could go uh, yesterday. I hook it up in my garage, got me a little exercise set up, a little center set up. So it's right in front of my elliptical. And that way I can listen to it. I come down Monday morning. And uh, I hear static, real loud static. Well, it's got an AM FM receiver on it, and there's no antenna on it. So if this thing had turned itself on sometime during the night, I don't have no clue. But when I came down in the morning, it was on, and I could hear it because the garage is, uh, you know, attached yeah. to the house. So I go in there, I turn it off. Later that day, same thing, pops on by itself. This happened twice on Tuesday. So what did I do? I unplugged it because I don't know how to keep it from coming on i get a call 
Thursday morning, or Wednesday morning, I'm sorry, saying that a very good friend of mine that I used to do stand-up comedy, he was my mentor when I started. We did all kinds of shows together. He had passed away during the night. So there's three different stories of me having electrical devices kind of go haywire and then find out there's a death in the family. And uh, that's one that that I haven't told on the show yet because it literally just happened a couple of days ago. So yeah, that's weird. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so. I, I, and I just reminded me of another story. So it was when I was in Nashville. Um, I had this girl over watching the movie and it was a scary movie and she um she ended up staying the night because i'm like look i'm not staying by myself after i watch a movie scary movie so uh we get in the bed and i don't know it was it was quiet it was quiet and um all of a sudden man my bedroom door just closed like out of nowhere it's kind of like it's kind of slowly closed and it, and I didn't say shit. I was like, <laughs> I just kind of like, all right, let's go to sleep. Let's go to sleep. And the next morning we woke up, I was like, hey, did you did you hear that door close last night? She's like, yeah, I, I heard it too. <laughs> and we both didn't say a word. We did not say a <laughs> word, man, like freaked out. So that was my, my, my I guess, my one paranormal experience. <laughs> It's funny, we we have we've lived in this house for six and a half years, and we've noticed a lot of weird things happening. We we were in New Orleans one time for an event that we were doing, and my daughter was living with us at the time. She called us telling us that the garage door was opening and closing on its own. So we oh. had to have her unplug it so it wouldn't happen. And then we didn't have that problem again until like three years later it started doing it again. So it's unplugged now because it would just open up when we wouldn't at the house, or it would open up, you know, in the middle of the night. Uh, and then we would hear people just all over. It sounds like people upstairs and we had a plumber come to the house, uh, uh, yesterday. And, uh, he had said that he knew the previous people who lived here. And he asked us straight up, you guys ever had any strange things happen in here? Like, I mean, this is the plumber that we hadn't met. And, uh, so he starts telling us about one time, the former owner that lived here had him coming over to watch the dogs. And he came over. And he could hear somebody moving around upstairs and he had his gun and he said, he hollered up there and said, you can either come down now or not come down at all. <laughs> and uh, he eventually went up there and he started clearing all the rooms and shutting the doors. And he said, then there was the master bedroom. He heard him walk, walk into the bathroom. So he goes in and there's nobody in the bathroom, nobody underneath the bed. And he said, it just freaked him out. What? Point that, yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I'm nah, yeah, I'm I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, that's what he did. He left right after that, and he said he didn't want to come back. <laughs> oh, that's freaky. Yeah. Um, well, that's a that's a, that's a hell of a story. <laughs> Avery, brother, I appreciate you coming on so much. You, you you have no clue. It's been a big thrill for me to be able to talk to somebody that I've watched so many times over the years on on television, and to finally get to meet you in person and. Uh, and then to actually get you on the show, man. It's uh, it's I, been surreal for me. I appreciate it for it. It's awesome. I'm I'm glad we could do it. Um, so maybe we can do another one in the future. Hey, I, I'm game. You'll you'll get uh, you'll get your show going big time, and then uh, we'll get you back on, or uh, maybe yeah. we'll hook up at a tailgate out at UK. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. All right. <laughs>
All right, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, my man.